Welcome back to Talk Talk. I'm your host, Stephanie Osan. I'm here today with Martin Brown. Yay. Hello. How are you doing? Yes, math teacher. It's great. Um, we're looking today at Title II. Um, this essay title is about specialization and generalization. So it asks us, how can we reconcile the opposing demands for specialization and generalization in the production of knowledge? Um, and we get right, this one is so wordy and I think quite a complicated mm. title to begin with. Yep, there's a lot it of It may put a lot of people off, especially because it says specifically discuss with relation to mathematics and one other A-OK. -okay. So it's already given you a focus. Um, well, I think it's a good challenging one for anyone who has confidence in talking about mathematics, which might not be that many people. No, I think um, I think a lot of people might shy away from this one because of that. But even so, there will be some people who will really want to get their teeth into it mm -hmm. and really think about what is what is it talking about when we're talking about reconciling these opposing demands? Mm -hmm. What is specialism in mathematics? What is generalism mm -hmm. in mathematics? How can they help each other? How can they be as it as it's suggesting in the title? How can it be uh, opposing demands? Um, so I think when we're looking at that and we're looking at the production of knowledge, we're thinking about maybe, I, I think I think a student could maybe then delve into some different areas of mathematics um, and see where, where there's a, a, a specialist area um, which might be supported by generalist, generalist areas. Yeah. Um, so for example, I guess a lot of what students might do uh, in the beginning of an undergraduate course um, is that if, if they're going to do something like um, fluid mechanics or some kind of course which involves the real world, um, they're, often, they're often mathematics courses, they're supported a huge amount by the calculus they know. So they have to have that generalist knowledge in calculus to be able to go into these more specific specialist knowledge areas. That makes sense. Yeah, so, I mean, right away you're already answering just that we are... These are not opposing demands, in a sense. In a sense, yeah. And when we're looking also at, at these generalizations uh, or the general maths, so in, in the uh, AA and the AI courses, we teach a lot of calculus. Mm -hmm. And a lot of students will think calculus is really useful, really interesting, but what are they using it for? Mm -hmm. um, you know, the books will often push them towards kinematics, so the, the study of motion. Um, or we'll be looking at, um, doing things like volumes or areas or, or something physical like that. Um, whereas often they forget that all of this calculus work also has big kind of sphere influence in economics and statistics. And it's the theory behind things like the central limit theorem and how all these other things might tie together in some aspect or another. So having that generalist understanding of some of the basics like calculus um, can let students go very specialist into different areas. So Well, but not just students, right? I mean, we're not actually talking about students when we're talking about mm, the true. production of knowledge. True. When you're talking about all those specialized areas of mathematics, you're talking about also mathematicians in the real world who are delving very deeply into specialized areas. Yes. Um, and that's supported by their existing knowledge within the general um, yes. mathematics, yeah? Yes. So just backing up a second, we go, let's just, the, the assumption in the title is that we do reconcile and that there are opposing demands. Mm -hmm. So that, 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 that we have some way 
of reconciling or bringing these two things together and that these two things are actually opposite to each other so that the demands of specialization are opposed to the demands of generalization. And I think in a sense, it's kind of logical that they are because we only have so much time. There's only so much yep. resources. And so you can't go deep and wide into everything. So you do have to have, like there are in some ways, it's like it's opposing demands based on the limitations of like our human existence. That, that's right. And I suppose you could ask the question, why are you having those demands for uh, specialization? So are those demands coming from uh, the universities, sure. the companies? Um, is it because they they have these demands to solve particular problems? Um, in a sense, are they, are they monetized mm. in that way? So are the university grants or are the, the fundings from, from companies going into pushing for specialization, yeah. which then needs a particular understanding of a deep level of mathematics in something? I mean, and oftentimes the, the demand for specialization may come from a real-world problem, mm -hmm. um, which ties in with the other aspects of what yeah. you're talking about. Those which, which brings back to something we were talking about um, outside of this podcast, which was the millennial problems, where there's seven uh, mathematical problems which haven't yet been solved, uh, and they've been identified by an institution, I think it's the Clay Institute, as being important. Um, and those important problems are each worth one million US dollars if they get solved. Mm. Um, I think one of the famous ones is the Navier-Stokes um, existence and smoothness. It's something to do with, again, I was talking about fluid mechanics earlier, um, and it's the pillars of fluid mechanics. Um, so being able to solve and understand these problems um, is supposed to be able to push that field of mathematics further forward. Um, whether that happens or not, you know, will depend on the specialism of the people trying to get involved in that. But those people, I think, will still need quite a generalist's um, understanding of a lot of areas of mathematics, maybe to draw in yeah. parts of mathematics which haven't been used in it. Um, so whereas Yes, a real firm, solid understanding of calculus would be part of that. Um, there may be parts of um, group theory or other types of mathematical areas which might also be really important uh, to make that work. Um, yeah, I mean, the role of the generalist or someone who, um, th that generalization is about seeing the bigger picture. Yes. Uh, and being able to bring it all together yes and so if we definitely need people who are kind of that visionary and can see the big picture they have some understanding of the specialized fields mm -hmm. they can't be completely without understanding of specialist needs or fields that's um, right or but they maybe don't need it themselves maybe that's part of the answer is that it's about this community of knowers and each one having their role some being generalist some being specialist that's right and if, if we think about that that spectrum collective to individualistic yeah and there's a certain aspect where the the specialism is going to be from the collective building on the shoulders building on the work that others have done going deeper and deeper yeah on the work that others have done uh, but bringing in maybe their own specialism within that yeah um so maybe it's a case that somebody got so far with it but now the next person brings in another 
um, area of mathematics or another specialism of their own. And that helps to piggyback on that and then go that little yeah. bit further. Yeah, I see that. I, I feel like that, that debate between individualist and collectivist is similar in the way that like a specialist would be an individual acting on their own, perhaps, mm-hmm. or a, a, a genius sort of um, or eureka moment that happens uh, and then needs to get brought back to the bigger picture and shared in order to apply it. So that specialized knowledge on its own doesn't really have any purpose yeah. without application to the bigger picture. I mean, I think also, I was thinking just quickly about um, other areas like sciences or like you've got physics or medicine where you have um, highly specialized fields of practice and you need that. You yes. have to have like surgeons who all they do is surgery on the hand. Yeah. And because I'm- it's so complicated, you couldn't also be good at the foot or anything else. You'd have to only, um, you, you can only focus on that one thing. Yes. In order to be any good at it. Yeah. But if that's all you know, if you come, if, if you go to a person who's only good at operating on the hand and you've got like, you know, a runny nose and a cough, they're, they're not equipped. No, if they're not all the they've person done to see is that special. Yeah, yeah. They're, not the, they're not the person to see. No, you don't want to get to that specialist until you have to. Yeah. Really. Um, so, I mean, that's one of yeah. the ways that we have, we do reconcile, is we have systems in place to kind of go from the general to the specialist. That's right. I don't know how well it works. But, but see, there's, there's an argument as well that uh, if you look at, say, for example, heart surgery, um, there may be a specialist who would say, to solve this this illness or this problem with, with a particular patient, you should have this heart surgery, and that's the specialist advice to do that. Mm-hmm. However, you might find there's um, there's a, a specialist in general medicine mm-hmm. or in a generalist kind of area who says, actually, this heart problem could be solved through a whole load of yeah. different aspects, mm-hmm. through well-being, through meditation, through diet, through exercise, yeah. through a whole different spectrum of yeah. things, maybe even involving, say, uh, traditional Chinese medicine. And that may solve the problem, maybe not in, in such a direct approach, yeah. but maybe seen by other people to be a more healthy way of dealing with it um, if, the, if the patient was able or had the time to do that and had the patience to do that. Um, so you've got that whole generalist area there, which, and I'm saying they're generalists, but maybe they're not. Maybe they're specialists in the... In a general sense. sense. <laughs> yes. Unfortunately, we're out of time. Okay. Oh, we've got to wrap up. I feel like we could only, we could go for another, a lot longer um, chatting sure. about this. I mean, we've only just gotten into it. It's like 11 minutes in, but I've got, wow. I've got students waiting outside the door to come in. So okay. I've got to let them in. Sorry, guys. I hope you're, if you're choosing this title, you get into a little more depth, especially with, um, with this is a challenging essay title. So mm, um, it is challenging this one. But it's interesting. It's an interesting. And I think, sure. I think you would, you would need to, Go with the title that we do reconcile it, and you would need to try to find how we actually do. We as um, within areas of knowledge, within the mathematics, and within the AOK you've chosen, how we actually do reconcile these two opposing demands. So, kind of an exploration of the ways that that's yep. done. Yeah, and there's a lot of words in there, so really focus on all of those, and then particularly going back to the production of knowledge and the. The demands in the in the and what each area means. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
Thanks so much.